0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at LintonGlass.com.
1: This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. And don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us too. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we get the chance to hear about the good things happening at Aiming for Healthy Families. They serve seven counties in northeast mississippi and joining us today is alicia to tell us a little bit more along with a speaker haley hey alicia hey how are you rebecca i am doing well let's kick off with all the good work you guys do at aiming for healthy families and then move into the wonderful event you guys have lined up uh, soon so how do you tell people the mission of y'all's organization
3: well, really, this started about 20 years ago uh, with Ms. Carolyn Gowan and Miss Pat Trainum. They had a passion for going in and teaching young people about healthy relationships and abstinence and what that can do for their future and how it can change the trajectory of their future. And we're just trying to continue to carry out that mission. Um, we go into schools, grades 6 through 12, in these seven counties that we serve, and we teach healthy relationships um, advice and skills. So it's not just about romantic relationships. It's about, it could be your work relationship, your boss, family, community members, neighbors, uh, your peers, your coworkers. So we try to help them set goals, um, learn how to communicate, uh, well, listen well, and, um, achieve those goals in their lives.
1: And I can see now why having certain events or community events or conferences is a good way to bring people together to sort of share your message a little bit more. You have one coming up soon, um, Human Trafficking, a Victim Story. What landed you on this sort of tough topic but a good one to talk about?
3: Well, we have a sister grant uh, run by Tracy Barber. She's our project director. And uh, Deanna Knight, who I believe is also on the phone with me, she's an educator for our Facility, And they met Haley through Stonehouse and some other uh, places down in the Tupelo, Mississippi area. And um, so this is something because we realize in what we do in the curriculum that we do that this is uh, a risky situation. And it's a risk that we try to help our students and our young people avoid. So it does fall in the umbrella of what we teach. The grooming mechanisms and that type of thing of what can happen to young people so that they, you know, maybe don't realize that they're ending up in sex trafficking or human trafficking. And so they met Haley through um, their efforts down a little bit further south than I am. And because of our connections, we have gotten to know her. She speaks quite often down in that area. And so we're thrilled to have her to come up to Corinth in the Northeast Mississippi uh, part of the uh, state.
1: Well, we're having a little trouble getting connected with Deanna uh, Alicia, but we're working on it. But Haley, I appreciate you. Oh, she's your t- on. I think she's on the phone. Oh, it, yes. Sir. Deanna, are you with us now? Yes. Haley and I are together. Okay, great. Okay, okay, Diana. Well, I I love that. Um, You know, technology. We say it all the time. It's great until it doesn't work. But we're all flowing in the right direction um, now. So, as the director there, when it comes to the human trafficking and what you're trying to get these children to understand it or recognize, like what what is it? What are some of those signs as a parent that I can go back and maybe share with my girls? Or you know, if you've got grandchildren that you're you know you want to help protect, what can we be telling our kids to look out for?
4: So one of the things that we look at Is educating our kids About trafficking and what that looks like But I'm going to let Haley answer that question For you okay. I, I knew she was going to do that Um. So yeah it really uh, What does A lot of the legwork Is um, the class That they're teaching um, About healthy relationships and, and they really lay down The, the foundation and then I, I come in um, at the end of is it like a two-week class Mm -hmm. and I get more specific based off of the the details that they've been able to collect with those kids in the last two weeks and so um I think you know what they typically do is open up a safe space you know to um be transparent um and they do a lot of listening um to to the children and you know these days it's not too hard to uh, see the red flags because, uh, kids just really aren't that smart. So not at that age anyway. So, um, you know, some of, I guess some of the signs that you could look for are, um, uh, you know, cell phone use. Uh, I would, if I were you, I would absolutely have my child iCloud account. There's, um, you know, nothing that, uh, I wouldn't believe in privacy entirely on that cell phone, and and I wouldn't feel like I'm invading it if I, you know, have access to it whenever I want to, um, because that's going to be, you know, their main, you know, line of communication. Uh, and then something else I would look for is um, uh, their friend group, you know, um, their outfits that they're wearing, um, you know, it's... It, Typically, they're going to target kids that don't have parents that are looking for any signs. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, foster kids are, uh, you know, usually the main ones that are targeted first uh, because they don't belong to anybody and
1: you bring up a good point though Haley is even as concerning parents we also usually have those kids that are also in our community circles whether they're on our kids you know sports teams or they're coming to church or they're you know just sort of involved in the community we need to be better aware that maybe they don't have the most focused uh, family unit and how can we sort of help watch out for them as well? Maybe not be, you know, helicopter, crazy, you know, not, not your kid kind of parent, but at least just being sort of mindful, um, of that. I know, you know, for kids, they always think that it's never going to happen to me. Most kids feel like they're six feet tall and bulletproof, uh, as well, you know, right. as we did. And so I think having the opportunity to meet you and to hear your courageous, um, story to me is, a, is, puts a face with what could possibly happen. And so, you're so open about you know what happened to you and sort of your story why why do you feel like you have to get out there and share that for for others
4: well um i i first um i I am a believer and so i uh you know i feel i feel like my my purpose is in you know genesis where it talks about the enemy you know what the enemy means for harm god means for good for the saving of many lives and and so that to me is because i was plucked out and and have survived things that i shouldn't have i shouldn't have my mind i shouldn't be able to really form sentences i feel like um and so because i've been spared in a sense and i made it out with all the intel i just have something that a a textbook won't teach and and you know, I, not every survivor will want to speak about it, but it's just one of them things that I didn't expect to be called to, but I've just kind of, you know, naturally fallen into it. And, and I'm very passionate about this issue. Um, I have um, <clears throat> nieces and nephews, and, you know, somebody's waiting on me to do something about it, I feel like. And, and so most successful organizations are survivor-led Um, It's just something different that um, we can bring to the table. And so I feel very passionate and called to it.
1: Alicia or Deanna, either one can take this. I mean, you have your event coming up there in Corinth. What are the details on that if people are listening and they want to get involved or they want to reach out to Aiming for Healthy Families and um, learn a little bit more about the work you guys are doing?
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, it's going to be on a Sunday night, uh, April the 16th at 6 o'clock at first united methodist church and that's located at 3161 east shallow road in corinth mississippi they can go to our facebook page there is an event there um, that they can look at to get more information and it's aiming for healthy families on our facebook page um, they can like that event they can read more about it um We do local area fundraisers, and so we're not asking anybody to give any monetary support. Um, We have had a great community response to giving to us for events such as this, and so we're hoping to have um, a little bit of a time ahead of time before Haley gets there. She will speak. She'll be their main speaker, and then we'll wrap it up. We hope to give away a few door prizes, but um, as an educator and a parent myself, I wished I, or a former educator, I wished I had heard Haley's story um, prior to leaving the school system because she, when she talks through her entire story, she gives a wonderful insight on how um, parents and teachers and faculty and community uh, members can see those signs. I know one of the things that you asked Rebecca is what were those signs and it would be students who we knew couldn't afford nice things but maybe had on a brand new pair of shoes every week had their hair done their nails done their outfits their
1: clothes were brand new um there are so many signs alicia and so important for us to uh, chime in and lean into events like this in our community i appreciate all three of you for being courageous enough to talk about a tough topic and i appreciate your time
3: Thank you. We appreciate it. And it's free to attend.
1: All righty. There you go. Aiming for healthy families. You can find them online. Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
0: Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: to good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. I hope you know you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And coming up next week, I think it's on Tuesday, you can find the whole gang at Sally Kate Winners Family Services in West Point on Tuesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as we promote Child Abuse Awareness Month. You hear stories throughout the day about the organization and make donations that make a difference in the lives of children that need their services. We're also still underway and our uh, country music superstar, Morgan Wallen, he is coming to Oxford. as so many times As I said it. I can't see why. The words
2: are starting to not feel like words anymore. <laughs> anymore.
1: <laughs> and the good news is that the drawing is coming up quick, fast, in a hurry at the beginning of April. Uh, but that reminds those that haven't had the chance to get out and register. you still got a few more days, maybe a week or two, uh, to do that just before Easter or past Easter. I can't remember. When is Easter? Easter is I think they said the first week of, uh, I know when Easter is, but I think the drawing is coming up the first week of April. So you got a little bit more time to get out and about and register. It's just your name and a way to get in touch with you. You can find tickets or register to win tickets at Southern Business Supply and Meridian, uh, Seals Tire and Auto and Gulfport. Hamilton Nutrition and Hamilton, and there really are many more. So you can just go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. You can find the full list of locations there. The winners are getting two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen at Vault Hemingway Stadium, along with our boy Hardy, on Sunday, April the 23rd. So the ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit. King's Daughter Medical Center and Jump Start Test Prep and Toyota of Brookhaven. And speaking of Hardy and our other favorite Mississippi uh, trio, Chapel Heart. They are going to be on the CMT Awards. I think it's this weekend, the 2nd. I think it is um, April the 2nd, uh, coming up Sunday. But it's not going to be on CMT. Remember, it's going to be on CBS, which (laughs) blows my mind. I don't know. Um, But we will have some good representation for that award uh, award show. Cool things. If you want to keep up with all the good headlines going on in Mississippi, head on over to the Good Things Facebook group. I really have tried to seek out the best of the best or just the unique stories, particularly around uh, the the storm damage and everyone that's coming up to help. And I saw this one. This was great. This was put out by the um, Mississippi State Patrol, and they got to meet the Itawamba Community College soccer players as they were walking the streets in Amory, asking residents if they could help clean up their yards. And I thought kudos to them and their efforts or their coaches or whoever organized that to, you know what, cross-training, fitness can take a lot of different routes. So get the maybe able-bodied young men and women out there and have them linging with their legs, not with their back, and moving heavy tree limbs and things.
2: I mean, unless you are a superman or woman on the team that just loves conditioning – I would imagine the conversation was short and quick. It was the coach walking out, going, "All right, today's conditioning day. We can either run laps or we can go help some people. What do y'all want to do?" And all the hands go up to go help. And
1: then you realize nobody
2: likes conditioning. Nobody ooh, on the team likes conditioning.
1: No, if you do on any team, then you're just not doing it well, or you're not. Or doing you're it. that
2: one random Superman or Superwoman that just, for whatever reason, your your body doesn't produce lactic acid
1: then you're in the wrong sport. We need to hop you on over to track or whatever, long-distance running, something like more. Well, I guess more. I mean,
2: soccer, you do need to have long-distance running.
1: That is true. Speaking of soccer, a side note, have you seen the new commercial where it's the mom, soccer, a soccer mom, and it's a phone commercial? Again, commercials do wonderful jobs of getting you to remember the commercial but not what they're actually selling. And she goes into the whole... Like soccer chant on the sidelines, but she's very like normal mom, like a uh, whatever. And it, anyway, she breaks out into the whole chant, and then the kids join in. Na 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 na, and then it's I like I haven't seen this. Are you I haven't seen it? I think about you every single time, and because it's like taking the huge hysteria that is uh, of the world cup and like the bigger matches and whatever. And she's just bringing it down to like weekend, you know, uh, soccer sort of fields. And it's not even older kids. It's the younger kids. And for the life of me, I think it's a phone commercial. I can't remember what they're trying to sell, but the point is they made an impression enough that I think of Rhino <laughs> every time I see that that commercial uh, for sure. Hey, here is a national day that I feel like we all had a piece in at some point in your childhood, or maybe most of us, maybe not all, is painting with a broad brush, but it is National Little Red Wagon Day. Did you have a little red wagon? Did your you and your brothers?
2: I don't think we ever had a little red wagon like a radio flyer little red wagon. But
1: you had something you pulled that put stuff in.
2: Oh, yeah, there was always a wheelbarrow or a... A lawn wagon, which is big green thing with big off-road tires on it, or, or all kind of stuff. I remember our neighbor had a little—I guess it was steel—wagon that you could attach to the back of a riding lawnmower, and you probably supposed to use a pin, but we always just used a screwdriver because why not? And we would put untold things in the back of that.
1: I think the there's something just built into our human nature girls and boys doesn't matter like i mean if you give kids a little red wagon or, or a wagon, obviously it's national little red wagon day because they've been here radio flyers been around for like 100 years i feel like there's a um, rusty one in probably many of the garages listening to good things if not yours then you had one and your grandparents use it. It's one of those that never gets given away. It keeps getting pushed back for the next like set of grandkids or whatever it may be until it completely rusts out. I think now maybe they make them with plastic, which is a shame. They should have kept – or you can still get them in like their original form. But if you were lucky enough to sort of play with one, it was almost indestructible. And it didn't matter. Little boy, little girl, whatever. You get to a certain age. It's just instinctual. If you see a wagon, dump truck, little whatever, pail, you put things in and you move them across the way it, it's like spending hours just putting things in the wagon putting friends animals whatever in the wagon taking them for a ride i don't know what it is about humans and wheels and pulling things but it feels like it's very in in, in you know in our dna oh yeah i think and, it, and it's a lot of fun if you haven't played with your little red wagon in a while you need to pull it out or you need to sort of pass it on down Keith and J.S. said, I think it's a T-Mobile commercial. I think you are correct. Dun, na, 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 na. You have any commercials that like, you see and you've connected with, but like you for the life of you, you can't remember?
2: Oh, yeah. I forget. It was a car company. I know it was a car company, but the commercial, the little kid dressed up like Darth Vader trying to use the force on stuff, and he can't get it to work. And then he goes outside and he uses the force on the car, and the dad's inside with the clicker, making it beep for him.
1: For all the Star Wars nerds out there, you said they created an actual lightsaber. Saber?
2: Oh yeah, Disney has. It's not a real lightsaber, but it's about as real as we'll probably get anytime soon. Because the 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 for props us that don't people don't know
1: it. What is it? What is it? Is in the
2: mythical world? Well, it's a beam of light that is heavier than you would think that can cut through almost anything.
1: So it's like a sword that just pops out.
2: Yeah, it's a laser sword.
1: Laser sword. A light sword.
2: So Lightsaber.
1: Lightsaber.
2: <laughs> I see how. I,
1: I see how they got there now. And so there's never even in the prop so What have they been using for props all these years? Well,
2: I mean... In the movies, when they were first making it, they had this big, long pole covered in the same material that the screen at the movie theater was covered in, because that's slightly reflective, makes the, the movie pop off the screen a little better. They would cover a pole in that material so it was reflective, so that when they filmed it, it already had a bit of a glow on it, and then they could go in and add the color, way back in the 70s when they made the originals. In the newer ones they just digitally added the, the lightsaber to it and you'd, they would be fighting with little metal poles and stuff.
1: So it's CGI kind of. Right,
2: like. it's, it's all special effects and stuff like that. And f- for the longest time you've had toys where you could use
1: but it came to out as a force, light. And it
2: would come out and extend on its and
1: or glow, but it right. wasn't
2: But the the whole thing was you had this handle and out of the handle came this blade or this beam that was the lightsaber. It's always been a Star Wars nerd's dream to have a handle, a lightsaber handle, that you could push the button and the beam comes out on its own. It's just not physically possible. Except if you're one of the magic makers for Disney that can do all this weird and crazy stuff. Now they've built one. where in the handle. The blade stays in the handle. But when you push the button, the blade comes out just like a real lightsaber. I don't know how in the world they do it, but they've debuted it, and you can go to Disney World and buy one.
1: So I'm still confused. Is it a light that cuts things, or is it a lighted ray of sword?
2: The blade portion is made up of only light, but the ah. light is energized to a point where it can cut through almost anything. And they made that. Except it can't actually cut through anything. Still. It just looks like it could. It just
1: looks like it could. Okay. Childhood dreams coming true. Move over, little red wagon. (laughs) Well, Johnny wants a real lightsaber now. (laughs) Let's start with the wagon first and then enter our way to the lightsaber. All right. Stick with us. we got more for you up next.
0: Upbeat.
1: Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm and also through the Supertalk Mississippi app. And today, we've got some good news coming up for this weekend. Belzona is most notably known for being the catfish capital of the world, and they are still moving forward with their annual World Catfish Festival coming up this weekend, hopefully to give back and raise awareness. And joining us today to tell us a little bit more is Melissa Townsend and Emily Donovan. Both are with the World Catfish Committee. Hey, ladies. Hello. All right, so this is exciting news, and I know it was a tough one to make. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of conversation about do you cancel, do you move forward. What was the thinking with the committee and behind the scenes of, like, you know what, nope, the show must go on, and for a good reason?
5: Yeah, Rebecca, this is Emily. Uh, We knew that the area really needed a lifting of morale with everything that's happened and also this festival is such a big institution in the state of mississippi and for the delta that the economic impact that it makes would be felt you know if we did not have it so we knew that our area needed it economically we knew our people need it needed it for to lift their morale and also we're going to try to help fundraise for this terrible disaster that's happened
1: In in terms of geographic region, how close is Belzona, for those of us who may not uh, know the layout of the Delta very well, to Silver City or Rolling Fork?
6: We are about five miles north of Silver City and about 40 miles from Rolling Fork. So our communities are very much intertwined, and um, our hearts have just been going out to our neighboring Silver City, and we've all been running back and forth to Silver City and Rolling Fork to try to... You know, offer any kind of relief efforts we can, and um, we're really just ex- ex- so excited to have the catfish festival. as something like a to shine a bright light in our community.
1: And to give people the opportunity who maybe are out there uh, serving and helping, They'll, they can get a little bit of relief and come and enjoy. And then I think, you know, I think the show still must go on. So will anything change with the lineup? Will anything sort of pivot in terms of the way the festival would have worked had we not had the storms that we had?
5: We're pretty much business as usual with the festival layout and the design and the schedule that we had going forward. We do offer children to be able to come in for free under 10 years old, and our kids zone is, is pretty much entirely free. So we hope that if, you know, the parents can come out and bring their kids, that that helps, you know, take their mind off of things for a day and they can just have fun and not have to worry about it.
1: Which I think is something that's desperately needed. You mentioned the important piece, though, is the fundraising. How will things look a little bit different this year with that push of sort of helping those in the neighboring uh, communities?
5: Well, we've been working tirelessly with our Heart of the Delta Foundation this week trying to get everything in place to do that right, by locals for locals we're going to have qr codes set up all around the festival because as we bring in nearly 10,000 people last year so if we bring in 10,000 people this year or more they'll be able to donate at will uh, to directly to like i say a local foundation that's going to go 100% to local people
1: which is important. So, I mean, I can't imagine you having all 10,000 people on Speed Dial, although you ladies probably are very organized, who, uh, who may be coming to the festival. Have you heard word that anyone's weary of coming? Have you been putting out reassurance that, you know, it's it's uh, business as usual, come on, the festival's still going, we're having a good time, you know, not don't worry, but, like, you will be taken care of, there's places to stay, all the things.
5: I that the general thought that I have seen is people say that if there was ever a year to have the festival this is the year to have it that it's very much needed
6: we're certainly sort of bracing ourselves because we feel like this could be a record number attendance actually from what we're hearing people are super excited to come out we're supposed to have an incredible forecast it's going to be sunny and clear fingers crossed and um, it, it's just that's just a huge blessing that we when we see that forecast it's going to be it could be our biggest we've had in five years
1: probably. Well, I think this is a great way to remind folks like if you don't know how to help, you don't know what to do, you know, you feel a little like, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with my hands when it comes to sort of being uh, a positive uh, influence in what's going on, you can come and support this festival and have a good time with your family and know that, you know, you're giving back to a community that's hurting and to be able to also learn and enjoy and relish in all the cool things that are Delta. So talk about the lineup. What can people expect if they maybe weren't thinking about coming to Belzona, but now maybe they're interested in in getting out and and moving that way.
6: Rebecca, it starts super early. Uh, We start at 9 o'clock. We'll have a 5k at 8 o'clock, but at 9.15 we have Peyton Aldridge, and Emily here is the one who's curated the music lineup. Uh, We urge everyone to set their alarm clock and get out here early because things are really cranking up. Uh, on the courthouse steps and um, Emily can tell us more about the award-winning Grammy um, award-winning music we have lined up.
5: Absolutely we're starting with Peyton Aldridge which is a familiar name probably to those who watch NBC's The Voice he was one of the contestants on there recently and got a lot of popularity from that in fact think he's jetting off to Nashville right after the festival, I heard. Also, we've got Joe Alston and the Tallahatchies from Pontotoc, Mississippi. They were actually in a Visit Mississippi TV commercial at playing at Taylor Grocery outside of Oxford. We also have a local band, Dirt Deacons, playing. We're really excited for them. Dexter Allen, a former music entertainer, uh, Mississippi Music Entertainer of the Year and a Blue Sky from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm sure a lot of people know the name. And our Grammy Award-winning, three-time nominated, one-time winning, Cedric Burnside, who's carrying on the legacy of the Hill Country Blues of North Mississippi, R.L. Burnside's grandson. We could not be more excited to have Cedric coming to Belzona. It's
1: huge. Alright, let's talk food. You can't be a catfish festival and not have catfish, or can you?
5: Absolutely not. We're going to have... <laughs> larry's out of itabina and i know that's an institution people travel far and wide to get larry's catfish and larry is also being really nice this year and donating cooked catfish for our catfish eating contest that's happening in, happening at twelve thirty that day
1: all right i need to know more about that how does that work is there time to still sign up i feel like if there was ever an eating contest that i might could be good at <laughs> it's a catfish one how does that work
5: Absolutely. We have sign-ups. If people want to ask more about that, I urge them to reach out to catfish at belzonacable.com, catfish at belzonacable.com. And we're only accepting eight contestants, so I would get right on it.
1: Have you ever had a winner before? Do we know what we're trying to beat? I know, like in terms of poundage?
5: I'm really not sure. This is my second year with. Oh, the that's school, okay. We haven't had the catfish eating contest in several years, so I'll have to tell you that next year.
6: Yeah, that was a huge <laughs> thing that people were like, "Where's the catfish eating contest?" Right. And in years past, we would have people traveling from Texas, all the way from Texas. There was a guy that would, they would come just to, to try to win the catfish eating contest, and it's really a kitschy, fun, yeah, little quick, uh, little quick thing. On, the, on this year will be adjacent to the courthouse. And everybody's super excited that it's coming back this year.
1: I think one of the things that have traditionally been with the festival has also been the posters that you could collect. Correct me if I am wrong. Will there be a sort of a a memorial T-shirt poster or something of that nature for this year's festival? We do. We
5: have a wonderful T-shirt that was designed by JMH Graphics that will be for sale that day. And our Isola Native... Gracie Naren, who is 17 years old and still in high school, designed our Catfish Festival poster this year, and she I, that's one of the best decisions I've ever made was to get Gracie to make that poster. It is unbelievable. Is, she's is such a talent.
6: People collect our posters. They've been collecting them for, what, 46 years now, and we're really excited to finally have like a local artist come back and do something really amazing, and she's really going places, so we're really excited to, to collaborate with her.
1: Well, it sounds like you're right. Y'all are gearing up for a great weekend. Um, What else do you want folks to know about it?
5: We really want people to know that the Kids Zone is almost entirely free. We have eight different activities planned for the children the rock climbing wall we are charging five dollars for if it has an expense for the worker that we have to pay but the other seven activities are all free we have a dance dome for children to get in and dance we have a hungry hungry hippo inflatable four people can get in it they put the bungee cords around their waist and then they go after the balls you know themselves kind of like the game and bounce house we have an inflatable slide we have a an inflatable baseball game we have an inflatable axe throwing game it is inflatable axe throwing game I know I <laughs> make sure that we understand that in a two-lane obstacle course. And also Elsa, Anna, Moana, and Spider-Man will all be here, too, about midday from about 10 to 1245 they'll be here. And Ed said from MPB is going to be here. So we got a lot of great things for kids, and this is all free for them.
6: That's and you know what else, Rebecca? Um, at 11 o'clock and at 1 o'clock, is a little bit off the property of the Catfish Festival, but it's the, at the Catfish Museum in our depot. Um, the Belzona Garden Club will present The Wizard of Oz. Um, it's a children's. It's for children in the community. Um, they're charging two dollars, and uh, it's adorable. We've been watching the practice, you know, the last several weeks, and um, it's in the Depot Theater at eleven and one.
1: Sounds like so many good things are happening. Where can we go to get all the information, see the lineup, and plan our trip to Belzona?
6: is our hub right now and we would also love for you to follow us at World Catfish Fest on Instagram and we've posted and pinned our schedule to our Facebook page just stay tuned there and um, it's a lot of fun stuff happening, a lot of good things.
1: A lot of good things, well thank you ladies for joining us, I feel like Spider-Man got the best deal out of the whole lineup there with uh-huh. all of the ladies, but you, but thank you guys, you guys stick with us too, we got a little bit more for you coming up next.
0: You can watch
1: Good Things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also catch C Spire TV on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And I underscore what Melissa said about having great weather this weekend. I feel like we all should lean into it and appreciate it and definitely um, enjoy it. I am not joking. I think that if I was going to sign up for an eating contest, I think it could be or would be catfish eating contest. I feel like it's like the easiest to sit down and sort of just indulge yourself in it would n- absolutely not be hot dogs or any sort of something super sweet that's just not my jam you know even like a really big steak or something heavy but if you get the right sort of thin crispy kind of fillets of good catfish there it's like popcorn. You just start eating them, and then like it's gone, and you feel like you just have room for more. And then you're like, how did I eat all this? Or, you know, you, you could really go to town with it. I feel like I could – I don't know if I'd win, but I feel like I could make a dent in some catfish
2: eating. Well, with any eating contest, uh, the icing on the cake, no pun intended, is you, you find an eating contest with something you enjoy. So if you don't win, you at least get to eat a whole bunch of it.
1: Well, I looked, and there is Major League Eating, the MLE. So it's of a real, course. It's a real thing. And they've got a World Catfish Eating Championship. Do you want to know where it's at? It's almost blasphemy.
2: Where in the world would they have that?
1: Davenport, Iowa. What is Owens doing eating but I don't catfish. feel like
2: they know enough about catfish to be holding a World Championship.
1: I don't either. I feel like it is misplaced. So let's see, the the world's second-ranked eater ate 7.5 pounds of fried catfish in 10 minutes to take home $1,000. The first place prize, in addition to breaking the record, was, well, no, the second place was 6.5 pounds, excuse me. The winner was 7.5. Five pounds, and they took on a thousand dollars. I mean, a thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. I don't know if I gorge myself on seven pounds of catfish for that. Might be a bit much. That might be sort of a bit much. I'm trying to figure out like how much is seven pounds of of catfish. So many of you who have done catfish fries and went and bought the fillets, you know exactly how much a pound of catfish. You multiply that by seven, so you would have to figure out. Um,
2: oh, I made that mistake one time at the grocery store. They had a big. Sp- sale sign in the freezer section for boxes of frozen catfish fillets and i guess i was just having a brain fart that day or something and i saw the price and i'm like wow that's an outstanding price for a box of frozen catfish fillets i could eat on these for a minute no that was the price per pound for the five pound box
1: yes um trey says give me some crawfish eating contests," and i'm in rebecca I feel like that would be a good one to watch, except it would be really hard. You'd have to put a little bit longer time limit because you have to actually peel them, which I guess that's part of the talent, would be able to to peel and eat them. But then how do you fully judge that, making sure you got everything out of the...
2: Yeah, that'd be a tough one.
1: I could do a shrimp eating contest. I feel like I would do well at
2: that. I know one eating contest I would not take part in because... I did try to take part in an all-you-can-eat of this one time, and found very quickly that th- there's a, a hard limit, and that's pancakes.
1: Oh yeah, there's a hard limit. My- I, I
2: had a, a chance to eat to go to the the IHOP and get the all-you-can-eat pancakes in college, and we were like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna eat so many pancakes. I think I got to like seven.
1: Well, that's kind of like
2: seven and a half, and it was just, I don't want to see another bite, let alone take it.
1: Is that um, Olive Garden that also gives you the unlimited breadstick salad, whatever, at some point? It's just oh yeah, it. you don't know, want to do it. Mike from Grand Bay said, Stavenport, Iowa, is on the Mississippi River, so they could know catfish. So there you go. Maybe maybe we spread the love up, upstream just a little bit, but still I feel like it should be held here. It
2: feels like if it's in Iowa, though, it would be like baked or something. We, it's Mississippi. We know how to fry things better than anybody.
1: Mm -hmm. while living in kansas i learned that they considered catfish to be a trash fish jeff and oxford said no stores uh carried it well that is completely on them not on us the average person eats around a half a pound of catfish for a meal and so the winner ate 7.5 pounds to win themselves a thousand dollars
2: so what 15 times the normal amount
1: yes that's a lot what would you sign up for Minus Pancakes? What's something you say, I could just sit down and eat on this as fast as possible?
2: It would depend on whether or not I got to pick the, the pieces, but I could put away a whole bunch of sushi. Uh, now, if you start putting <laughs> California rolls or rolls in there with big hunks of cream cheese, that's going to lower the amount of sushi I could eat just because the body can only take so much cream cheese mixed with all that savoriness. But uh, you get some, some nigiri where it's the just the fish on top of rice i could eat a mess of those
1: i saw where 95 percent of the u.s. sushi is made from rice out of mississippi that was pretty cool or maybe it was u.s. rice which primarily comes out of mississippi either way I probably screwed that entire specific (laughs) up. But it was a good thing highlighting our rice farmers here in Mississippi is what it came down to with sushi. So before you go quote Rebecca, Google it. (laughs) Stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.